0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And that is the number
3: to call to be on the air. Welcome to Calvary Live. Good afternoon, everyone. I will be with you for the next hour. My name is Jeff Figgs, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm so blessed to be with you on this Friday afternoon as we end the work week for many of us, or the school week, or Uh, perhaps getting ready for the weekend, I'd love to talk with you, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God for your questions. Uh, Let's go to the throne of God for your prayer requests. And so this is the program where you, the listener, get the opportunity to call in and to ask questions, maybe about uh, a teaching you heard or uh, your Bible reading. You want some clarity and understanding, uh, perhaps about Christian living, Uh, Maybe you got a prayer request, and I know that some of you that are listening out there, uh, that you do need prayer, and I'd love to be able to pray with you. We see it as a privilege to minister to you in that way, and that is part of the show of Calvary Live. Uh, We want to minister to you through the Word of God, through encouragement, giving you truth and also by praying for you. So we want to welcome you on this beautiful spring day. All the listeners uh, listening on Grace FM, you're listening live, and so you can call it 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. It's, uh, if you can grab it early, um, then we'll get you on the air, and i uh, love to be able to talk with you. Sometimes later on in the show, particularly in the second half, it gets really uh, busy. So call now if you got a question or a prayer request. Want to also just welcome all the Truth and Hope FM listeners on the East Coast. You are a week delayed. You'll be listening to this program um, a week from right now from us live, uh, but uh, you can call it 303 690 3000. So glad to be a part of your lives. Love to hear from you guys out there in Maryland and uh, also from Pennsylvania. Uh, from New Jersey, from Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina. Give me a call, and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, Also, all the online listeners anywhere in the country, we've gotten calls all the way from Hawaii to Florida. You can give us a call at that number, 303-690-3000, as you're listening to Calvary Live. So blessed to be a part of your lives. And again, uh, we have the opportunity to really talk about the things of the Lord and go to the Word of God together. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to be able to uh, ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that number is 720-336-0897. So I'll repeat those numbers throughout the program. Give me a call. We really uh, would love to talk with you. This is your show. And uh you can call and be on the air three oh three six nine oh three thousand and then the text line seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven. Uh we are only a couple weeks away from Good Friday. Those of you listening on the East Coast when you listen to this program, you're only a week away from Good Friday. And so I wanna encourage you once again to pray about who you might invite out to Resurrection Weekend, Good Friday, uh Resurrection Weekend on uh if you have maybe your church on Saturday evening, and then uh, Resurrection Sunday. I just want to remind everybody up here in northern Colorado that we have a Good Friday service at noon, and so come on out. If you're in the Greeley area, I'd love to see you come out as we go over a portion of the uh, account of the crucifixion uh, of Jesus, and and then uh, we will have four Resurrection weekend services at uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday and then Resurrection Sunday at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and there'll be family services, but we will have a nursery provided for you. Also during that week, we will have a Wednesday night service, as we customarily meet on Wednesday nights, and uh, we will be talking about a portion of the Upper Room Discourse where Jesus is talking to his disciples about greatness, and I think it'll be a great uh, encouragement to all of us and, and a reminder that um, the way of the world is not the same as the, uh, the way of the Lord. And to be great in the kingdom is to serve others and uh, to humble ourselves, even as Jesus would demonstrate that in that upper room as he girded himself with a towel and he washed the feet of the disciples But we're going to talk about those things, and then just kind of backing up for the week, on the 14th, Palm Sunday, we'll be talking about the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And you might be wondering, why is that important? Uh, Jesus riding in on the back of that uh, fold, that colt, and uh, as the people are waving the palm branches, and Matthew's Gospel says, that the city of Jerusalem was moved. And that's where we get our word, the the Greek there for moved is uh, where we get our word seismic. That is, um, the whole city was was shaken. The whole uh, city was moved. They've never seen anything like it. Jesus coming into the city from the Mount of Olives. So very significant things uh, taking place. And um, so we're going to talk about talk about all those things also uh what is uh, a special week for us coming up this week is we are giving ourselves over to a week of prayer and fasting for the church just to seek the lord to slow down to seek him Uh, we will be on Sunday in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, talking about being a living sacrifice. And then this coming week, we will have the sanctuary open during the lunch hour from 11 to 1 o'clock for people to come in and spend time in prayer. And then every night, Monday through Friday, we're going to be meeting at 7 o'clock here at the church for a time of prayer, so if you have opportunity to join us, uh, please do. And we're just going to seek the Lord, and we do this every year. We spend a week of prayer and fasting for the church, and it just reminds me of what Acts two forty two says that in the early church that they continued steadfastly in the word of God, and that is the apostles' doctrine. They continued in prayer and in fellowship and breaking bread, and uh, it was added to the church daily such as those being saved the the lord added to the church he's the one that grows the church that's the model for the church those four things and so often we hear in the church today about marketing and being trendy and all these other things and and for me I, i look at the book of acts I see those four things that they continue steadfastly in, and they turn the world upside down. Is what we are told in the early church. So, hey, we got an open line. Give me a call at 303-690-3000, But let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to By- uh, Brian. Brian in Parker. Is it Brian?
4: Yeah, it's Brian.
3: How are How you, you? Doing,
4: Pastor Bix? I'm great.
3: Good. 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 So, what do you, what do you so got? I just
4: want to. I just want to call and give a praise report. Um, on a, on a long-term issue that's well last 16 months. And uh, just to encourage anybody that's struggling in a number of areas, um, in December of 2017, my wife uh, fell down our stairs. Um, mm. at, the, at the time, the carpet was pulled, and um, so there were wooden stairs and a concrete floor. And she did, um, at 64, she did uh, 18 bone breaks and fractures and uh, so she broke her humerus in four places her left tibia in two places and then 12 skull orbital and facial fractures um we didn't have insurance at the time i i'd retired and i was on social security and um Mm -hmm. so god just came in and just put his hand all over that and uh, uh, i had nothing left wow I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up, but
3: no, uh-huh.
4: But I had, I had to be totally dependent, and and I've been walking with God for a while, um, a long long time. But I'd kind of plateaued out a little bit and got a little complacent, and uh, but I got back into it, and so he, uh, he just calmed everything. Uh oh, We wow. had hundred eleven thousand dollars worth of uh, medical bills. Mm-hmm. And he uh, uh, just kind of we got a 90 percent discount on our hospital bill, and wow. the rest of the doctor bills, um, it was reduced down to around 20,000 dollars, and um, we were also trying to sell our house to pay debt and do a, do a ministry effort. and it took, it took 16 months um, in that process, but I wow. was able to wow. learn um, how to walk with God. Yeah. By the day, and not only by the day, by the moment. And, moment by uh, moment. He was so faithful and uh, just consistent and just made miraculous things happen that would not have that's happened so normally. And that, I just want to, yeah. to give a shout out to anybody that's struggling to to press in and abide, abide in the Word and your prayer life and allow God wow. to do His job. And uh, yeah. He does well.
3: Yeah. You know, that's such a great testimony. I appreciate you calling. You know what, uh, Brian, it reminds me of, and first of all, there's so many lessons in it, um, because waiting on the Lord can be one of the hardest things that we as Christians really yes, have to learn. Yeah, and moment by moment, and day by day, and a lot of uh, uh, just adversity that you had to go through. But I, just right before we came on the air, I was getting ready for— next week during prayer and fasting, just looking at Acts chapter 4, you remember the man that was um, at the beautiful gate? Uh, he couldn't walk. Peter and John heal him, and right. and then they preach, and 2,000 2, more get saved, and then they they are brought before the religious council, the Sanhedrin. And, and what it reminds me of is, as they're just praising God, um, it is Peter that would say to them, Um, as they were commanded not to speak uh, the name of Jesus. And Peter and John answered and said to them, "'Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God you judge, but we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard.'" And that's what I was thinking about, as you you were giving your testimony. I can't help but, but speak the things which we have seen, which I have heard over these last 16 months. And it's so good, the testimony of God. And, and you know what's amazing about that that man was 40 years old he was lame from birth um and Jesus passed by him many times you know at the beautiful gate when he was ministering right. peter and john would but at that moment at that time in god's timing he brought healing and yeah, um, he ordained sometimes it
4: and he orchestrated it and that's that's the beauty of this this process to really understand um that that God's the master of everything and he's got everything to the minute detail planned out. I know. And our job and, is just to be responsive and obedient and he will work it out. That's, that's really uh, all I can say.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, for me and for a lot of people, I think the big lesson is not only trusting in him, but then resting in him during those resting
4: times. Resting is absolutely, you're absolutely <laughs> right because the anxiety, all the, the fear, yeah. and all the complications. But if you can, you know, trust and and the rest that he gives, um, that's yeah. how it. You know, that's how we made it through this process. And uh, yeah. so we tried for 16 months, and from from that point of the accident when we and, and things weren't right, but uh, yeah, and we relisted our house in February and we sold it in 10 days, and it closed wow. in 30 days, and we got over our asking price. I mean, just it, it was. On, and, well, then, and then we had to move. We had to move out of our house because we've been there almost twenty years, and we had so much wow. stuff. And uh, I had a truck for a couple days, and I couldn't get another truck, so I had to call a moving company. I got these two guys that came in, and uh, within two hours responded. They loaded up a a twenty-two foot truck and packed it into a twenty-two foot truck packed into a ten by ten storage unit. If you can believe <laughs> that. <laughs> And then that's I had to call cool. them out, In the next, I'm supposed to close yesterday at 1 o'clock, and uh, I got the truck loaded up at noon, packed it in another 10 by 20, and everything was good. It's just, you know, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, these guys, yeah. I just called them, and they they were there. They had a truck waiting to go, and that's just, you know, that's divine orchestration. That's all I can say.
3: Yep. Amen. So let's give God thanks. Lord, I thank you for Brian calling and a testimony to those who are perhaps going through um, some adversity, waiting on the Lord, um, that this testimony, as as he cannot but speak the things which he has seen and heard, your marvelous works, and bringing healing to his wife that took a serious fall and and also um, covering the medical expenses and all the things that they had to go through, that, um, Lord, we know that you're faithful, you're true to your promises, and, Lord, that uh, I thank you for what you've shown him and, and uh, your provision. So I pray that it would be an encouragement to others. I We thank you for that. He gives you praise, Lord, knowing that it's all you. And so I just uh, pray that you continue to bless uh, Brian and his family and uh, the days ahead, and uh, they would just continue to grow in your love and um, just growing in your goodness and in your grace, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, Brother. Pastor,
4: yeah, Pastor Biggs. I just wanted to uh, lift you up as well. Um, I've been listening to Grace FM for a while, and I was happy to find it. I, I would listen to Caleb and listen to music, but Grace FM's spiritual ministry is is um it's phenomenal and you just yeah. hear the truth you hear you hear it the way it's supposed to be told and uh I want to encourage you I've I've heard you a number of times and uh, you've Thank got you. a great you've got a great heart in your ministry but your sensitivity to people is is a, is a
3: gift Thank you. I appreciate appreciate the encouragement and it's a it's a privilege and it's um You know, just an honor to be able to do this and be used of the Lord, and I'm very thankful for it. So, hey, you have a good weekend. God bless you. So, hey, let's go to um, one of the things first before we continue, is when somebody hangs up, there's an open line. So grab one of those open lines, and uh, let's continue talking about the things of the Lord 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and then that text line is 720-336-0897. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you uh, during this time of Calvary Live, so blessed to be with you. But let's go to Bianca in Aurora. Bianca?
1: <coughs> How are you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: <coughs> I'm doing not. So good.
3: Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that, Bianca. But I'm glad you I called did me.
1: Like prayer for healing for my stomach. I've been feeling some sort of discomfort. I don't really know what it is. And...
5: Absolutely, <laughs>
3: absolutely. We're gonna pray for you, Bianca. Lord, I do pray for Bianca, and I'm glad to hear. From her because I know um, she has blessed me um, and calling before but Lord she's sick right now she's a sister that loves you I know that and uh, she believes in prayer and she loves you and Lord I just pray for your healing touch upon her you care about every details of our lives Um, even when uh, our stomachs are upset and her stomach Uh, is upset and she's sick. And I pray for your healing touch, uh, that you take the pain or nauseous away, that you'd help her to feel strong. I also pray for Bianca, that you would just fill her with your love and your comfort. And Lord, that you would just uh, continue to show your grace to her. And Lord, um, that you would continue to, Lord, bless her in every way. And so, Lord, be with my sister, bring healing to her, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Bye.
3: Thank, thank, stay in touch, Bianca, okay?
1: All right. Bye.
3: Okay. God bless you. Maybe you need prayer. Give us a, a, a call. We'd love to pray with you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. and love to talk with you and we have a couple open lines on this Friday. Let us know that you're here. Let's end the work week, the school week, on a just a good note and being blessed with the Lord. Isn't it a blessing that, um, that we can come together on this show and so many people being reached, Grace FM, all along the front range. Uh, in parts of Pueblo and Fountain, Widefield Security, Colorado Springs, and then Northern Colorado up into Wyoming and then on the East Coast. Uh, so let's let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's uh, praise Him. Let's uh, go to Him in every way. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. We are going to go to Maryland to Mike. Mar- Mike? Are you there, Mike? Mike, hopefully you're there. I don't know if uh, you dropped or what. So anyway, Mike uh, had a uh, question about what happens to a person uh, after they've been saved, but they still sin. Do we still have to atone or repay for them? And that's a good question, and that's a question that sometimes that people kind of struggle with. And I think not having a conversation with Mike, and Mike, if you have a chance... The call back, call back, hopefully that you will. But sometimes, uh, at least with uh, me, I've I have found that sometimes that um, that um, that in First John one nine that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, and um, you know, sometimes people think that well unless I confess that I'm not forgiven. Um, First of all, number one, it's impossible to confess all of our sins, the intents of the hearts. You know, all your sins before you were a believer, and then even when you are a believer, um, you know, the the depths of our hearts, the sinful thoughts and attitudes and actions, um, we know that we are to confess it's important, because confession is saying that I'm in agreement with you, Lord. I'm in agreement that this is wrong, this is sin, and that keeps sin from um, getting a foothold into our lives, from the enemy, you know, uh, just, um, you know, coming in and uh, getting us to think that, well, I don't, you know, need to confess it or anything. Confession plays an important role in the life of believers, what I'm saying. Um, so, uh, you know, Um, sometimes people agonize over sin so the other side of this verse is when we confess our sins when we come to the Lord and say Lord forgive me even even if there's things that I'm not aware of Lord uh, help me be aware of them or forgive me of them we have forgiveness if you confess it you are forgiven Um, you as a believer are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ but sometimes we can go through life and we struggle with sin and we struggle with the flesh. Forgiveness is there and we are to continue to walk with Him, walk in the Spirit, give it to Him. And so, um, you know, uh, it uh, reminds me of Martin Luther. Martin Luther agonized over sin. Um, he agonized all his life because he didn't understand the grace and the forgiveness of our Lord. And he's always trying to gain the approval of our Lord, always trying to gain um, all those things um, to, to you know, earn forgiveness. Jesus went to the cross and he died for our sins. And that's the neat thing about being a Christian, um, is that uh, as we approach Good Friday, Jesus went to the cross and he cried out from the cross, it is finished, that I've done the work, I've paid the price for sinful humanity, and um, the blood of Jesus Christ washes us from all sins and uh And so that 's the good news, um, and then uh, we can trust in that, and when we do fail uh to confess it, say lord i 'm in agreement with you, this is wrong and uh and to continue to just allow him to work uh, in our lives through the Holy Spirit day by day and moment by moment so hopefully uh, martin i don 't know if you uh, heard that or Mike actually, and Mike, if you want to continue to talk about that, love to talk to you about those things, hey. We now have all open lines, so give me a call at 303 690 3000. It's always good as we can have that conversation. Uh, and then the text line is 720 336 0897, and we'll get to that text line as we have time, but um, we can uh, go to uh, the phones and let's go to Clinton Denver. Hey, Clint.
2: Hey, how are you, buddy?
3: Good. How are you, Clint?
2: I'm doing wonderful. I just wanted to call and encourage everybody, because a couple of times this week the Lord has led me to Matthew 11, 28-30, where Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I know a lot of people yeah. are going through things, and I just wanted to see if you wanted to talk that or encourage the body of Christ with that scripture, and I'll just hang up.
3: Okay, thanks, Clint. Yeah, and okay, you, thank you, Clint. Thanks for your call. And you know, it's good when somebody calls, and this is a verse that's been on their hearts um, that the Lord has spoke to them. And I love this verse. And first of all, I would say that the invitation is always to come. The invitation is always to come to me, is what the Lord says. Is he's on that hillside in Galilee? He says, "Come to me." He doesn't say, "Get away," or holds it out us out at arm's length. He, the invitation is always to come. You know, I see that throughout the scripture. Come and see, uh, even at Resurrection Sunday um when they went to the tomb, you know the, the invitation was given, "Come and see, come and see that the Lord is alive, and Jesus on that hillside says, "Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to give us rest, and it is found in him." As we take our yoke upon him, learn of him, he says, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. Uh, It's the only really description Jesus gives of himself in in that way of, uh, this is my character. I'm gentle, I'm lowly in heart, uh, humbled of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Lord wants to give us rest in our soul. We were talking about that at the beginning of uh, the show with Brian, that we trust in the Lord, but he wants us to take us further into resting in him, in his promises. And it's only found in the Lord, because we can try to find it in other things. We yoke ourselves, and a yoke, of course, is where two animals are joined together. And the Lord is saying, yoke yourself with me. And if we yoke ourselves with the world, with other people, you know, expectations and uh, burdens, then it's it's not easy. It's hard and it's heavy. And Jesus says, you yoke yourself with me, and it's easy. My burden is light. And so that's why we want to go to him, to learn of him, to, uh, to be one that uh, we uh, are yoked to him, and we will find rest for your souls. And I think that there is not a single person that is listening right now that, that doesn't say, I want real rest. I, I want rest in, in my soul. And so yoke yourself to Jesus. Go to him, and the invitation is always, 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 come. He says. I think of in John chapter one. What was the invitation that was given there in John chapter one? Was uh, to Nathaniel uh, given by his brother? Come and see. We th- we think that we found the Messiah, and uh, Nathaniel uh, is there under the fig tree reading the scriptures. And uh, it is Philip that said, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And the response was, come and see. Come and see. And so we are to go to him. And that's what my prayer is for all of us, uh, that every day, uh, every opportunity, that we would come and see the goodness of the Lord, and uh, to know that we can yoke ourselves with him, walk with him, let him lead and uh and you'll see that his yoke is easy my burden is light another thing too because we're getting ready to go to break and to remind you that we do have open lines so as we're going to break grab one of those open lines but um you know if we uh, are ones that um, we yoke ourselves to somebody else um or to worlds or to the world's expectation it it begins to pull on us and um, we want to be yoked to the lord And uh, I know for me, whenever that there's, you know, it's heavy and it's burdensome, I got to ask myself, is this what you want, Lord? Am I uh, doing your will? Am I really following after you? Am I looking to you? So um, I thank you, Clint, for calling. Hopefully that uh, blesses you and everybody else. Uh, But I love that invitation given by the Lord. I think a lot of us do that you go to him. And maybe you're here as we're getting ready to go to break. Maybe you need that rest. Maybe you need uh, to go to him right now. And so, Father, I do pray as we get ready to go to break that you'd bless all those who really um, are burdened and um, things are difficult right now to go to Jesus, learn of him, yoke themselves to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we'll be right back. Grab one of those open lines.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. We're on the other side of the only break that we take during this hour. And so we got plenty of time for you to give us a call. I believe we have an open line. Grab one of the, that open line Let's talk about the things of the Lord. My name is Jeff Figs, and I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So glad to be with you. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines here in just uh, a second, uh, but I do want to remind those up in northern Colorado uh, that we do have our Sunday services. This Sunday we will be in the Book of Romans. It has been an incredible, incredible um, study. And so we're going to enter into chapter 12, and verses one and two about being a living sacrifice. So very important lesson. Eight, nine thirty, eleven o'clock is uh the uh times that we have services. Three Sunday morning services We're easy to find. Check us out at CalvarychapelGreeley.com. Love to see you come out and worship with us and meet you. And so uh this Sunday, uh the book of Romans, chapter twelve. Let's go ahead and go to the phone line. So let's go to Zen in westminster zen
5: yeah hey how's it going how are you
3: good how are you
5: doing well thanks
3: yeah yeah so what do you got for me today
5: well i was uh an atheist uh for over 20 years and you know i kind of was just really into science and everything um you know space and all that kind of stuff and i got into the new age for a while and Um, You know, I faced a little bit of persecution, you know, just from other Christians and stuff. I'm still kind of new, but, you know, I'm very happy, you know, that I got saved. But I kind of got saved in a weird way, I guess, and that's maybe why I'm, you know, have faced that. Um, But I guess I just wanted some confirmation that I guess it doesn't really matter, you um, you know, how... How you were saved? I mean, I kind of got saved by, you know, researching biblical cosmology, and you know, I Mm kind of went down the rabbit holes of the conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Um, But all in all, I guess kind of what brought me to to Christ is, you know, just learning about how you know a lot of stuff that that science taught me growing up as a kid, like, for instance, evolution and, you know, different stuff like that. Um, You know, the Bible doesn't really, in my opinion, go along with any of that. And Uh uh, so, yeah. Right.
3: Um, Yeah, you have the creation story, which is in direct conflict with evolution. But, Zen, first of all, you know, listening to you, um, I, I just, I wanted to say I'm sorry that you were persecuted by some Christians because it ought not to be, um, we as Christians are to give the love uh, of Jesus Christ to others, um, right? You know, and I was thinking about um, again. I was doing a little bit of reading in Luke's Gospel when Jesus, right before he came into Jerusalem in a triumphal entry, and and that's what Palm Sunday is all about. That Christians will be celebrating in another week. Uh, he, he meets Zakia. Zakiah was the chief tax collector, mm-hmm. and you know the tax collectors back in those times were hated right um, they were they were hated. this guy's the chief tax collector, so he was oh, wow. really hated right. and so he gets up in a tree to see jesus he 's looking like you were uh-huh. he's he 's looking he 's heard. You know, and, and he's up in a tree, and then Jesus stopped and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And and so he receives Jesus, he gets saved, and the people, it says, it's interesting, that they uh were ones that they complained saying that he has gone to be a guest with a man who's a sinner. And uh-huh. Jesus would respond by saying, Today salvation has come to this house because he is also is the son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. We need to always remember that, Um, Mm -hmm. that the Lord is there to seek and save that which is lost. And that includes me. And that includes you. And, Mm -hmm. and the way to be confirmed, you know, is, you know, usually being a man of science, because that's the way Mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, kind of built science, and I wanted to know, is the Bible true? Um, right. You know, is it reliable? Uh, I came out yeah. of college, CSU, confused, all these things. And when I got saved, it wasn't an emotional response. It wasn't, you know, um, you know lights in the sky and goosebumps and all of this. But I came right. to the conclusion that, that Jesus, you are the Son of God who came uh-huh. and died for my sins. And i the greatest need that I have is to be forgiven. And I believe you died on the cross, you rose again, and you're at the right hand of the Father. That's what I believed in. And as long mm-hmm. as, you know, how God got me there was through a lot of reading and apologetics, mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. some things like what well, maybe some of the same things you looked at. Uh, right. Because I was, in a, I was in a science background zen oh wow I, I i graduated and learned a lot about evolution uh-huh. and in my mind after a while it was kind of like as i look at the complexity and diversity of creation mm-hmm. uh, it, i had a hard time resolving this just all came to pass you right. know you know by chances and it didn't and it's like romans chapter one says that the you know uh, the the world around us testifies there's a creator uh-huh. And yeah. then it is well. Is the Bible true? Is it reliable? And as I studied it more, faith does come into it because mm-hmm. you can't. I can't. Nobody can go into a lab and you know produce God in a test tube or you know. It does right. take faith, and it was that faith that said, "I believe you, Lord, that you're alive." And right. and He prompted my heart, and it was the simple prayer of Lord. I give my life to you, and I ask that you would forgive me. And um, he made himself real to me in that way, and now right. I want to know you and learn of you. So, then I would yeah. encourage you, you keep growing in the Word of God. And, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, you look at all the miracles. If you can believe the first verse of the Bible, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right. you can believe the rest of the Bible, the miracles and all that. But the greatest yeah. miracle is a heart that's changed. and yeah. for you to be an atheist you know for years and then oh, go yeah. into new age and all this other stuff um th- that's incredible and oh, yeah.
5: um absolutely and it just it blesses all that science me. and honestly i think it was faith because there's no way that i could prove you know and just from the stuff i've researched i mean you can't you can't test um evolution you know in a laboratory
3: right Right. It it does come to, in the honesty of our hearts, you know, and, and maybe mm-hmm. there are some people out there that are listening to our conversation that mm-hmm. you're wondering and you're struggling. And if you just, in the honesty of your heart, say, Lord, if you're real, make yourself real to me, he will. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. he'll speak to you. So you can confirm, and you know how you got saved, um, mm-hmm. in that, that as you've surrendered your heart to him, as the mm-hmm. Lord and Savior and ask for forgiveness, then whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved." And and that's the bottom line. Whether you came looking at science or looking at you know whatever it is, because I came right. through kind of a similar way. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a church that didn't yeah. teach the Bible. So to oh, me wow. it was like, you know, and then when I started growing in the Word of God, it's like, oh, your Word is alive, Lord. And your love for me is unreal.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I was into New Age practices and, you know, meditation and all that kind of stuff. And I've never felt the way that I have felt since I've, you know, started listening to the Word of God and and everything like that. So I I feel like I'm a testament to how powerful it is because coming from atheism, I mean, I I completely turned away from God, you know, as a child because of science. And, you know, it, it led me right back there. So... So
3: cool, so cool. Can I pray for you, Zen? Yes. Can I pray for you? Father, I pray for Zen. I thank you for his call, that he would just rest and be assured that um, as he's come to you and surrendered his life to you, that he belongs to you, that he has the spirit of adoption, that he can call out, Abba, Father. And, Lord, that um, that he would grow in your word, that he'd be in fellowship with other believers, and that his testimony would be an encouragement, particularly in our culture and generation, that can become so skeptical and um, in so many ways, through science, through philosophy. Um, and, Lord, that uh, he would be able to say that um, the Lord saved me. Um, and I thank you for uh, the work that you've done in him and making him a new creation in Christ. Bless him, encourage him in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you, Pastor.
3: You bet. Thanks for your calls, then. Have a good weekend.
5: You
1: too. Bye-bye.
5: Bye-bye.
3: All right, we have an open line, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And that text line, if we get a chance towards the end of the show, we'll go to it, 720-336-0897, to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. But in the meantime, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Brandon in Cheyenne. Brandon? Hey,
6: Pastor Jeff. Hey, Pastor Jeff, how, how you doing?
3: Good, how are you? How are things up in hey. Cheyenne?
6: Oh, not too bad. Uh, the weather's actually pretty pretty uh, pleasant up here. Uh, the few days of spring that we actually get every year. <laughs> so. so
3: have those lakes um, thawed out yet? I'm sorry? Have those lakes thawed out yet? up there
6: um they're starting to yeah uh for yeah. the most part good. there's there's still a couple of spots where it's it's uh, iced over but for the most part uh you definitely don't want to step on the ice cuz will probably fall through but <laughs> oh, uh right. good. yeah good. It, it's starting to thaw pretty good um
3: good good so what do you got for me
6: well um i wanted a little bit of clarification i know that this has been a hot topic in the past um I, I used to go to a, a particular church that believed that um salvation came through baptism. And I I know the scripture references that they talk about like in Mark sixteen, sixteen, um, you know, where it says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Um I've, I've been going to a church for a while now that doesn't believe in bat, uh, salvation through baptism, and I've kind of taken that stance, but I had a conversation with a friend today who staunchly believed that you have to be baptized, you have to do all these things, like check all these boxes before you can be considered to go to heaven and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, salvation comes through confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and knowing that you're right. saved through that, believing that He died on the cross and rose from the dead, and He's the Son of God, and, and everything else. And so I guess it's kind of a two-part thing that I'm looking for. One is a little bit of clarification on that, and because I know most churches don't believe that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. It's more of a public profession of your faith. Um, but I, and, I, and that's kind of what I believe, too. Um, but also how to have those kind of conversations with people that believe that even if a, a little kid, uh, for example, chooses to give their life over to Christ at the age of 8 or 10 or something like that, but they're not baptized and they happen to die five minutes later because of, you know, right. something something horrible. And, you know, somebody believes that they don't go to heaven even though they've right. received Jesus in their heart. And so right. um so I just wanted to call and get some clarification on that because Absolutely. I really struggled with this conversation today.
3: Yeah, and it's very imperative for us to know you know what the gospel really is because um and I want to walk you through just a couple things because they'll throw out Mark 16:16 16, 16, um that you quoted. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And they say, see, you have to be baptized. Well, a couple things in that. It does not line up with the rest of Scripture that I'll give you in just a minute. But even taking that verse, it says, He who believes and is baptized is saved. What is it that condemns you? The rest of the verse. Unbelief. Right. He doesn't mention baptizing. Exactly. He says, He who does not believe will be condemned. First of all, that's how you can answer Mark sixteen sixteen. It's not believing that will condemn you. Second of all, as we go through the book of of um, Romans, and I'm getting just a little bit of feedback on your end there, um, Brandon. But sorry, um, what,
6: I was just moving around.
3: <laughs> you're like me. Um, I I like to move around too. But anyway. We've been going through the Book of Romans um, here on Sunday morning at Calvary Greeley, and I want the people to really understand, as Paul walks us through, the whole theme is the gospel. And as he walks right. us through that we've all sinned, every single one of us, whether you are a heathen, whether you're you know, uh, a religious person, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And he says that, and then he brings up the doctrine of justification. And justification is being declared righteous. It's a legal term. And he he begins to introduce that in chapter 3, and he says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He's summing up what he's been saying, um, that all the world uh, may become guilty before God is what he writes in chapter 3. But then he says, being justified or being declared righteous freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He introduces the doctrine of justification. He says, we are justified freely. What does that mean? We can't work for it. We can't pay for it. We can't merit it. We cannot earn it. And then he goes on and he says that, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. He continues with the doctrine of justification in chapter 4. He says, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as a debt. So he's Mm -hmm. talking about works, That Abraham, he believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Then you go into chapter 5, and and listen to this. He talks about that through the last Adam, Jesus Christ, comes life. And he says, but the free gift is not like the offense. He goes on and he says, but but more the grace of God and the gift by grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. That's verse 15 of chapter 5. Verse 16, but the free gift, which comes from many offenses, resulted in justification. Verse 17, who receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Verse 18, one man's righteous act, the free gift comes to all men, resulting in justification of life. Again, verse 20, moreover the law entered that the offense might abound, but we're sin abound, it grace abound, it much more. How much more clear is it that it's a free gift? And then Paul writes about it in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. So he says that we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves, it's not of works, lest any man should boast. So Paul writes in the book of Galatians that we're not justified by the deeds of the law. Because there are those who are coming along saying to those early Christians in Galatia, those Gentile Christians, that's all fine and dandy that you believe in, you know, Jesus, but there's more to it. You have to be circumcised. And there are people that come along today that say that you have to worship on a certain day, you have to have this checklist, like you said, you have to be baptized. And that's not scriptural. We are saved by faith alone. It's a free gift we cannot earn it if we have to work for it it's not counted as grace it's counted as a debt that is the clear teaching of the scriptures and then when it comes to baptism and i know i'm throwing a lot at you but you should be able to show this to your friend who you know is pressing the point that you have to be baptized in order to be saved that paul mm. writes in 1 corinthians chapter um 1 he says that Uh, Is Christ divided, starting in verse 13? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I have baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Beside, I do not know whether I baptized any other. And then he says this in verse 17, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Why would Paul say that if baptism was imperative for salvation? He wouldn't say that, would he?
6: Right. So no, you that's... can
3: walk, yeah, it, it, it's, you can walk him through the scripture. You talked about a boy that got saved and then he died 10 minutes later. What about the thief on the cross?
6: And that's got one of saved. the points that I actually brought up to him. And he's like, well, just, you know, he's Jesus, he can do that. And I'm like, well, if he can yeah. do that for the guy that died, next to him and he said i promise you in this day you'll be in paradise with me then why can't he do that for the rest of us that's a patent answer he just named off this checklist of all these different things that you have to do in order to um in order to you know basically to go to heaven you have to believe you have to confess you have to be baptized you have to live your life accordingly and i'm like so what happens with that whole uh you know, the, the whole concept of, you know, it's, it's not about the works. It's about your faith in Jesus Christ. That's what saves you.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. one of the things you can ask is how many works do you have to do, first of all? You know, where's the line? Second of all, it must be a patent answer for those who say, you know, when the thief on the cross, when, you, when you're talking about that, mm-hmm. uh, I've had many people even on this program say, well, Jesus can save whoever he wants. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, right. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense to say that. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous argument. Second of all, um, remember in Luke chapter seven that that woman who was known as a sinner came to Jesus there at the house of Simon the Pharisee, and she falls at his feet and she's kissing his feet, you know, and and anointing his feet and drying, you know, his feet uh, as she he, she's washing. Um, you know, his feet with her tears and drying them with her hair. She's worshiping him, and it's amazing. Right. And, and the Lord said to her, I say to you, your sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And then those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this can, that can even forgive sin? And then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He did not say that, you know, your faith has saved you. Now you got to go and get baptized. He said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So those are verses that you can share with them. But, Brandon, it's an important topic. People get very confused about it, especially when works are pushed. Listen, our faith and our salvation is not based on what we do. It is based on what he did. amen
1: amen and i
6: and i believe that fullheartedly. and these scripture references i mean it's it's bringing back some of the the remembrance of of some of these scriptures and stuff and so i believe it or not i've actually been taking notes (laughs) since you've been uh, calling out all those scriptures and so i'm going to go study on that and stuff and have that conversation with them but this this helps so much and i appreciate it
3: good absolutely brandon god bless you you have a good weekend God
6: bless All you. Right. Thank
3: you, Pastor. You bet. Hey, we got a few minutes left, so uh, David's been waiting patiently from Greeley. David, David, thanks for waiting. Are you there, David?
2: Yes, sir. Hey, You're on Calvary Live. Yeah, uh, you know, I have a comment about the yoke being yoked to Jesus. Yes, I. I have an understanding that in the carpenter trade, they also made yokes for the oxen.
5: Right.
3: They would
2: hand-make these yokes to fit them, and then also Jesus being a rabbi, he was yoked to his disciples spiritually in, in that they were one together and both going in the same direction. Right. So and when...
3: Yeah. So, Go ahead, David.
2: So just making, excuse me, <clears throat> making these yolks for these oxen, they would bring the actual animals in there, and then he would fit these these oxen to the yoke and right. take out certain places that would be rubbing on the oxen or irritating them in some way. Right. So uh, right. I just wanted to comment yeah, that's on that. Neat. That's pretty neat.
5: You know,
3: David, what do you think? Here, here's something I'll ask you. You know, because you're, you know, the the carpenters. You know that those who w- worked with wood would make yokes. Jesus was a carpenter. Do you think that perhaps he had a specialty in making yokes? I wonder about that. We don't know for sure, but isn't yes. that kind of a neat thought? Oh, and, I, you know, yes. Yeah, and so maybe he made yokes. I, I don't know. But I just, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. And then Jesus says, you yoke yourself with me. So appreciate your comments, David.
2: All right. Do I turn to him for one more?
3: Real quick. I got one more caller. We're going to try to all get right. to him before we leave. that's all
2: right. That's all right. I'll, just, I'll just do it some other time.
3: Hey, David. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, call me, call me back, all right? I'd all love right. to Thank have you, you talk with me. All right. Thank you for your call, David. I do want to try to get Dustin in um, before we leave, because we're getting to the top of the hour. Dustin from Decano, how are you?
1: Doing good. How are you doing, Pastor Jeff?
3: I'm doing good, Dustin. What do you got for me? I got four minutes.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, understood. Um, so I've just been kind of wrestling with this issue about... Uh, um, just like... Um, you know uh just the, some of the churches have different uh like um if they if they have like uh different kinds of pastors roles for women and um, right. like uh you know they have roles like you know like care pastor and uh you know campus pastor stuff and and i think you know I'm not sure, but I think some of them are just for the title, you know like uh right, you know, kind of like a. You know, that they're the person who does like counseling or, you know, stuff like that. And, and I, I, right. and I was just wondering, like, you know, what is, uh, is that, I mean, as long as the woman's not like the head pastor, yeah. Um, is it's that it, all right if they have, if they yeah. have that title and, and, yeah. and, and, and is, is a
3: I, I don't know churches doing that, putting them as a title a pastor. We know that what First Timothy three says that, you know, an elder, a shepherd, uh, a bishop is, you know, the husband of one wife, that role and authority as a pastor. I think sometimes that some churches are putting them more into a, a care pastor. It's more of in line with the deaconess, perhaps, uh, a servant, and they're serving that way. Um, maybe that's what it is. I, I think that the one who definitely is the senior pastor, the pastor teacher, that role of teaching in the church uh, is to be uh, somebody that is a male, the husband of one wife. Um, so. Uh, you, you know, uh, women have a ministry. Uh, there, You can make the argument, some say in Scripture about the deacon, uh, that there's deaconess. Paul mentions that in Romans 16 about some women being the, the deaconess, you know, um, is the word that is used, the servant. So you got all those things, but I think it's clear that um, in the Scriptures and the role of a pastor that it's God's desire for the men to lead in that way. Women got a ministry. They got an important ministry. They can teach in different areas. But when it comes to teaching a congregation, you know, we know clearly what the scripture has to say. So sometimes they're kind of put in that, that role of care pastor or whatever. Um, and that's what you have. And you got to kind of pray through that and, uh, you know, to see whether that's what, um, you know, your conscience is clear about.
1: Mm. Um. Well, yeah, I was I was in in conjunction with that, like um, with when they have a woman, like uh, because sometimes you know they have mission. The church sends out missionaries, and sometimes those those yeah. missionaries are women.
3: Yeah, Dustin, and so you know those are things that you can study and talk through and talk to, you know, the leadership. But I do know that the authority of a pastor is to be the husband of one wife. So that's the way we do it here. Hey, sorry we couldn't talk more about it, Dustin. God bless you. Everybody get to church this weekend, okay? And, um, and we'll, we'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.